Free Kicks is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we'll celebrate Lou's return from Arizona with the Car Guys Report Bull Session. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Lou Costable for lots of bull. There'll be plenty to go around on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, and Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, Deadly. And welcome to another uh, episode of Free Kicks. Uh, this is uh, Rick Kempfer coming to you live from Mount Prospect, Illinois, joined along with the uh, the uh, ever-famous Adam Howarth, who is where this week, Dave? I'm, in, I'm at home today, Hanover Park, Schaumburg, yes, at home, got everything set up, feeling very comfortable with my uh, my setup today. You sound like you're in the room with me. So our new equipment is starting to work, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, I think this is the setup here is good. So I'm good. Like I like I told you before, I got my coffee, I've got my my yogurt, my my toast, my marmalade. Life is good. You're like a parody of yourself. You know <laughs> yeah. uh, so as speaking of parody of yourself, I I had a super exciting day the other night. I went to. Wrigley Field, which is my favorite place in the world, uh, as a huge Cubs fan, I've written a book called Every Cub Ever, and who is throwing out the first pitch at Wrigley Field the day that I'm there? Arlo White, my favorite announcer, the Premier League announcer, the one we talk about here on the show every week. Unbelievable. There he is. That's great. That's great. So. I'm glad you weren't there because it was a little embarrassing. <laughs> I stalked him. I stalked him like a fanboy. I saw him on the. I saw him on the field, and then I came down to the. And I, I know Wrigley Field like the back of my hand, so I knew exactly where he was going to come out. And I, okay. I went down there. I waited for him, and he had to kind of uh, go uh, into an area that uh, was restricted, <clears throat> uh, so I couldn't get down there. So I just kind of followed him along. <laughs> from right. the outside okay, okay. And, and and you know he doesn't know uh, or a lot of people in chicago don't know him or yeah. know what he looks like or really know that much about soccer it was a baseball game sure um but i found him and uh i tracked him down and i went up to him and i said uh <laughs> hello mr <laughs> hello mr white i'm a big fan <laughs> of yours and uh shook his hand and and we talked for a little bit and he uh, took a selfie with me and I was screwing up the selfie because I was so nervous. Oh, it was really was ridiculous. I've met hundreds of celebrities in my life. I, this was, I was nervous. That's he funny. fixed my, fixed my iPhone for me, and then we, you know, he said, "So what? Uh, who, who's your team?" I said, "Liverpool." He goes, "Oh, I'm a Leicester man." <laughs> and, and and then we talked about, um, you know, we as a trip we might be taking yes. uh, near to see him. Yep. And he said that the, his offices were right next door, and oh. that when we're there, all we have to do is tweet him. And he followed me on Twitter, and I followed him, and and uh, he said that uh, he will give us a tour of uh, the facilities there. Wow, dream come true right there! How about it? That is fantastic. And so, yeah, that's great. I mean, so how was the pitch? How did he do? 
He did fine. Yeah. And, and this is the other thing I didn't realize. He's a gigantic Cubs fan. Yes. He, yes. He grew up in in Leicester. Yep. But he has an aunt and uncle that live in Chicago. And he visited several times. And he went to see Cubs games and Bears games and, and fell in love with uh, Chicago. And, you know, he was covered head to toe in Cub gear. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I, I did. It was funny when you sent that stuff out when you was telling me about it i actually did a little bit of research i like i said i hadn't really didn't know much about him and like i said he found found a bunch of stuff about him talking about you know him being a leicester fan then when he was a kid he came over for a couple of weeks spent some time with his family in chicago and uh, i i think this is he, he's been to wrigley a few times correct yes yes he's been several times his his uncle bill yeah okay i think it Lives in Chicago, and uh, he came up and sang. And the, the he sang "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Arlo did. And he brought his aunt and uncle up, and you could just see how thrilled they were. It was must have been just the greatest day ever for him. For sure, for sure. And then it just keeps on getting better because he's got the the Bears game tonight as well. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> this right. It's the perfect week. Yes, but I think this game or this uh, this podcast is supposed to be about uh, soccer, uh, so maybe we should talk about what's happening on the pitch. What do you think? Definitely. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? All right. So last week, Adam's TV tip. Boy, did you pick a good one? The ninety sixth North London derby. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, Arsenal against Tottenham. And did you get a chance to watch that game? I was watching it in bits and pieces. Uh, my my son was playing, so I was kind of trying to jump around a little bit. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good game. It was a really good oh, game. It was a great game. Yeah, I was I was in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, and it was I was going to a wedding. Right. And uh, we had some downtime, and just the downtime Perfect. happened to perfectly coincide with the game, so I got to watch the whole game. And that uh, you know the, the those front three and Arsenal. They're pretty good. Yeah, that well, that's what the fans have been craving. So they wanted yeah. Obama, Aubameyang, Pepe, and Lacazette. They wanted that front three, and like we talked about last week, it's it's a potent strike force. There's no question; those guys can do things. Um, it was just a shame they kind of dug themselves into a bit of a hole to have to get <laughs> back true. to uh, two two, but. Uh, I, you know, and they were dominating the game. They were dominating the game, and Tottenham was up two nothing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. The first goal within the first ten minutes it was all Arsenal, and then they get a counter, and obviously a little bit of a, a flub by the goalkeeper and a tap in for Ericsson. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited for Arsenal fans. I mean, I'm sure the Arsenal fans have to be excited now. They've seen what they've got. Um, yep. Defensively, a little bit better, I think, than what they have been. Um, and like you, like we said, the strike force is 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 tremendous. They're going to be they're going to be right up there. There's no question. Yeah, if they can figure out how to win on the road, which they still have been having trouble with. But I think you're right. And, and let's, let's talk about Tottenham for a little yeah. uh, moment here, because Christian Eriksen, the big story before the game was that he was going to be leaving, or it could be leaving, and nothing happened with that, did it? No, he's still there. Um, uh, yeah, it's a weird situation uh, in terms of how players, you know, there's all this talk and talk and about, and he's come out and, and said that he wants a new challenge, which is right. ne- which is never a good thing. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, so I think moving forward, I, I, I think obviously he's just going to stick out this part of the season. 
they're going to try and get as much as they can out of him until the next transfer window opens, which will be in January. And then, um, and then I think he'll be off somewhere. I, I just can't yeah. see him sticking around. Um, it, it's just not a good situation for Tottenham, though, because of the fact that he's a player that's committed but not committed, if that makes any sense. Right. And so yeah. he's going to be in and out. He's probably going to be a little bit inconsistent. Obviously, he's a difference maker. You can see that from when he comes in. But, you know, the fans aren't really going to get behind him because they, they know he's probably going to be gone the next transfer window. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, and the and the game ended up as a draw, 2-2 two, yeah. two draw. Um, but Arsenal in the second half, uh, again, they were pounding the goal. They yeah. were pounding the goal. And it looked like they at one point had the winning goal, but it was ruled offside. Right. But yeah, so it was a tie. But if, to me, that really felt like a victory for Arsenal. No question. I think from a confidence standpoint, um, you know that was really, really good in terms of uh, you know everything that Arsenal could have done in terms of moving forward. I think they're going to be now a team that's going to be people are worried about the other teams going to say, okay, it's not that easy win anymore, or it's not going to be quite the, the turnover other than if you're Man City or Tottenham or uh, Man City right. or, or Liverpool, you know, they're on a different yeah. plane, but I think Arsenal now they can definitely uh, push towards uh, that top four position. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's talk about your boys in blue, uh, Chelsea uh, versus Sheffield United. I'm guessing you weren't totally thrilled with the uh, outcome of that one. Well, it's another situation. You're up by two goals, and I talk yeah. about this all the time. Two goals is the worst lead you can have. I mean, yeah. it's, you feel somewhat comfortable, but when you concede that goal, and when they conceded the goal, probably the worst time, first five, yeah. first literally the first minute of the second half, is as if they, everybody was coming in. I was listening to some of the fans like, I hadn't even got in my seat yet. And, <laughs> and then we were, they conceded a goal. And uh, so it was 2-1. And then and then they'd concede that goal so late was, was really frustrating after having so many chances to, to put them away. But that's why I'm always thinking, I always say, 3 nothing. You're, you're happy, you're good, because you're still, you've got that distance. But 2-1... The team gets motivated. They get behind them. They get after them, and uh, yeah, they, it's it's difficult for them for 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 teams to really co- really push forward when they're up only two one, and then often a, a team will come back and score that second goal. So, how patient are the fans uh, at, at this time? Because I, I you know I've watched several of their games already. It, to me, it looks like they are they you know they're a young team. They've got potential that looks like they're coming together in certain ways i i think pulisic looks pretty good at yep. times and abraham looks good and you know uh mount is is that the other young guy yeah, that mason, they have mason mount yeah yeah and, and uh, yeah, yeah and those guys pretty good yeah he's gonna have as much time as he needs frank lampard is a legend he's gonna need he's there's no issues there from the chelsea fans they're gonna give him the time he needs um the results will come it's just going to be, you know, if this, if it's still like this two years from now, then I think fans may right. get a little bit frustrated. But he's got this year to figure it out. Obviously, the transfer ban kind of helps him and doesn't help him, if that makes sense, in the fact that at least right. it gives him a bit more time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's he's going to be fine. He's using those young players. Tammy Abraham scoring again. You know, people worried about him getting off the mark. He's already scored all the goals he needed just to get some confidence for him. 
Mason Mount's yeah. there, like you said, Pulisic is there. So it's a good young squad. Um, and, uh, you know, when they get everybody healthy too, I mean, they're still missing Conte, who's a massive mm-hmm. cog in the wheel. And Rudiger, who played pretty much every game last year at centre-back, hasn't played yet this year. So there's still a few people missing. Once they get those players back, I think they're going to be really good. I kind of like the way they're doing this with the building from the youth. It's something that really Chelsea is not known for doing. They usually bring in, you know, the big names and spend tons of money. Um, But, you know, if you can combine the building through the youth and then when you get the opportunity to add, you know, some stars here and there, that could be a, that could be a recipe for success, especially as you mentioned with no pressure on them because of the, transfer window um because they're they're banned from making any moves yeah yeah no you're right and there was a few little questions i think there was if frank would frank was getting any type of um you know um destruction you know constructive criticism there was maybe some things there when he had some players on the sidelines that maybe he could have used at the end of the game some a little bit more experience Uh, oh just from Tactically, yeah, speaking, tactically, from a sub standpoint, he brought in a young Billy Gilmore, who that was his first ever appearance. So, and uh, the score's still two one. So, I think a lot of the fans are thinking, well, maybe we could have uh, brought in some of the older players, maybe a Giroud or or whoever to come in to kind of you know tighten the ship a little bit, even a Christensen or whoever it was on the bench. So there was right. maybe a little question there, but again. You know, I love the fact that he's given these young players the opportunity to play, and uh, it's great yeah. for them. You know, now they're kind of seeing, well, I can play for Chelsea. Before it was like I'm never going to play for Chelsea, so now, <laughs> right. now they've got a chance to uh, to put themselves in uh, in a really good position to play for, you know, one of the top top teams in the country. Yeah, yeah. You know, it used to be when these young players were signed by big clubs like Chelsea. Uh, they just like, all right, where am I going to be sent? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was they never really thought that they'd actually get to play in the in the blue uniforms. Exactly, and that and that happens a lot. I mean, that's still just that's still not to say that Chelsea has a lot of players on loan. They've sent, I think, they've got twenty six players now out on loan <laughs> to other places. But again, it used to be forty odd, so it, it's diminishing, right. which is good. And so there's more and more younger players involved. Um, there may be a, a new way of doing things for Chelsea. Let's talk about the other kind of surprising uh, result to me that was Man U uh, with a draw against Southampton. Uh, you know that they went into that game with a W in their mind, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, no question. And uh, again, another frustrating game for Manchester United. You know, they're dropping points. And, uh, you know, Southampton, you know, they battled. And you could see the jubilation on them after the game. They were really pumped yeah. after that game because... I know they've been a little bit in the doldrums a little bit, um, especially kind of struggling. They've only got four points from their games. And so, yeah, I think it was a good it was good for them to get that point. They needed that. And to be fair, they were probably worthy of it in the in the long run. Yeah, I think so too. I think the goal that uh man you scored was against the run of play, really. Yeah. I mean, I that Southampton was 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 pretty good. Yeah. And it was nice seeing the Austrian head coach uh, showing some non-Austrian emotion. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, he was hugging people and doing all he kinds was. of stuff. He was clapping. <laughs> he was turning into Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, I was surprised. So, yeah, I guess. So, like you said, I think you told me that the Austrian and German people are pretty much the same people, right? Is that correct? Yes. 
Yes, and and they will both hate me for saying so, but it's true. <laughs> um, the other thing I was noticed, I did some lo- looking into Man U this year in the last two years, really. But this, they've only had one clean sheet in the last nineteen games. Wow, with David De Gea in there, and he he's been a bit shaky. Yeah, yeah, he's he's given up some clangers. I mean, we talked about that. Even the Crystal Palace goal the week before went underneath them. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely been struggling, and a lot of it deals with confidence. You know, I see this all the time with players. You know, maybe they concede one, then it turns into two and three. So, yeah, he's he's been struggling. Uh, as is the team. Um, I think it's yeah. they've got. I think they're definitely better than what they were a year ago. Uh, they're just trying to figure themselves out, and it's still early. We've only played. We're four games in, so still no, a I lot know. of time. But you, you can't be dropping points to Southampton, and especially when you have the last 20 minutes with a man up. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, they battled. Southampton battled. And like you said, now it, it just starts getting bigger and bigger, the gap. You know, Man United has five points. Liverpool, Man City are up there with 12 and 10, you know, and uh, it's already a seven-point gap. And so that's two. Yeah. That's 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 a, a considerable amount of points. You know, do you see Liverpool, Man City losing two games? Probably not. And so no. that's that's going to be the tough thing for all these teams chasing them. I will say that one bright spot on Man U is that is James. Oh I've yes, been watching him. Tremendous goal as well. Wow, what a strike he had there for the first goal. Yeah, it was a really yeah, a nice he, goal. He's a talent. Yeah, he's been a definitely a, a good addition. Very energetic, lively, starts going at players. Really, really good player. Uh, I think he's going to be a really nice addition. And uh, and yeah, he's he's scoring goals too. You know, two goals already in, yep. in four games. So yeah. And my favorite uh, British, like typically British name in all of the Premier League, is on Southampton, and uh, he goes by Ward Prowse. <laughs> yes, James Ward. Every time James they... Ward Prowse. Yes. Every time James Ward Prowse gets the ball, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm watching the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just like a throwback to 1978 for me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, you got the hyphenated name. It would almost be like a, one of those fox hunters. You know, oh, Mr. James Ward Prowse, yes. could you get on your horse and uh, <laughs> take it over here? We're going to do some fox hunting today. Yeah. So yeah. The other one is Oxley Chamberlain. Oh yes. yes uh, yeah. <laughs> Those are the guys. When I see them, I'm like, okay, I am watching the Premier League, man. Yeah, that's funny. All right, so let's talk about the table. I know it's only four games, but uh, the, let me tell you the top four. I mean, you'll, of course, Liverpool, Man yeah. City. The Leicester Cities is sitting at number three right now, and they look like they could stay up there this year. Yeah, yeah. But fourth is Crystal Palace. I know. I was looking at that too. Shocking. Unbelievable. Yeah. Especially with all of the turmoil that was going on before the season with Zaha potentially leaving, staying. He uh-huh. actually didn't even play in the very first game. And uh, <laughs> I know. yeah, so <laughs> I know. seven points, they got to be ecstatic. I mean, it was, well, I think it was two years ago, they didn't win a game for the first seven or eight. And that's when they fired the manager who's now managing the Atlanta United. So big turnaround for them. So I'm happy for them. And uh, it just yeah. is. That's the beauty of this league, you know, with these teams. They're another, they're another London team, right? Crystal Palace. Yes. Where are they located? Crystal Palace is in South London. 
Um, it's probably one of the tougher places to get to, uh, especially during the week. It's almost like getting to uh, downtown Chicago in the middle of the week sometimes. It's, oh, yeah, really? Traffic is really tough. And uh, if you're, I, I went there a couple of times to watch, actually, when they played Chelsea back in the back in the 80s and 90s back that was that was when they were in the lower divisions we weren't even in the premier league that was the old division one it was chelsea and crystal palace were in division two so they were fighting to get into uh division one so i remember going down there midweek i i I just remember it took forever i took so many trains it's all traveled by trains and tubes and stuff so it took me three or four tubes to get there so it was it was quite a quite a ways Okay, well, there, there's uh, some travel knowledge there for you. I, all I all I know about uh, Crystal Palace is that Dave Clark from the Dave Clark Five is a big fan, yeah. and they sing "Glad All Over" at the end of the games if they win. That's right. That's right. It's a great Dave Clark Five song, 1965, went up to number one in uh, England. <laughs> all right, there's my DJ. Yeah, for you, you sounded like a DJ uh, there. <laughs> I was, man. I know what I'm doing. A couple other things here uh, from the table. I'm just looking at it quickly. Uh, We got Chelsea in 11th right now. Yeah, that's not that's not good. But how about the Wolves? The Wolves are in 17th. Yeah, definitely struggling. Uh, Surprising. Uh, Have been playing okay, but just not getting the results. Uh, But like you said, um, you know, I think. There's enough quality there; they're going to be fine. I think that it was a little bit of an upset. I, I didn't. I, I knew. I thought it was going to be close. Everton obviously is pushing up as well when they did play Everton this right. week, which was actually another good game too. Uh, I think it was like two yeah. one after twelve minutes, something like crazy. So the goals were were thick and fast, and uh, Richarlison scored a really nice header to win the game at the end there. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I'm not too worried about Wolves. I think they they just got too much quality for for them to be down there. Um, but it's interesting because you know, as much as we've talked about um, how well the promoted sides are doing, two of them are in the bottom three. You know, and you know, it's yeah. it's interesting, and that's how how tough this league is because really Norwich and Aston Villa haven't done terribly, but uh, they're they're finding themselves behind and. As in Watford, who are bottom of the league. So, yeah, that's true. I'm sure that's yeah. not good. And, and Watford is is sort of a London team too, or they're like a suburban yes, team, yeah. right? Yeah, a little bit suburban, absolutely. A little bit, obviously, west of London in terms of where they're at. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, a lot of quality. They had a good season last year. They're they're going to be up there. So we'll see how things shake out in the next uh, few weeks. Okay. It's time for uh, Explain That Foreign Tradition. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. So it's not really so much this time uh, uh, an explanation needed on your part. Uh, uh, This is the part of the show where I have been uh, uh, paying tribute to my my dear friend, Arlo White. (laughs) Dear friend. (laughs) And Twitter follower. And the other announcers. Yes. Your friends on Twitter. It's great. We are, I, you know, it's just what it is. Um, but uh, he was really on this last week, and and he was the announcer for that uh, the draw of Tottenham mm-hmm. versus Arsenal. And I wrote this down. I was sitting in the hotel room in Richmond, Virginia. in In the span of two minutes, he he described something as an electrifying display, 
There was a succulent pass, a euphoric player, and a pulsating crowd, which I just thought was a fantastic way of describing the situation. The man has got a gift of adjectives. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to pay tribute to Arlo once again. All right, let's uh, let's talk. uh, Let's do our little quiz. Uh, Last year we quizzed uh, you on all the different teams in the Premier League. This year I'm I'm uh, going after players. These are star players playing for every single Premier League fan knows these players. So you can play along at home and see if you can beat Adam to figuring out who this player is that I'm talking about. Okay. Ready? His real last name is De Oliveira. His first real professional stardom came in the Bundesliga at Hoffenheim. I believe that might be Firmino. Oh, wow. I didn't even get to the teeth. Very impressive. That's it. <laughs> All right. Very yeah, thanks, good. Thanks. All right. Well, I remember Hoffenheim because we was there when uh, I took the yeah. girls there from uh, Green White there not too, too long ago. We went there, got to visit the stadium, and I believe he was just about to leave at that time. So that's why it kind of, uh, oh, yeah. Right. And uh, he had a, yeah, had a really good career at Hoffenheim before he went to Liverpool. And obviously he's done done pretty well since then. In terms of what he's doing, but yes. yeah, yeah, good old Firmino. Well, very good. I'm impressed. The other clues would have been he's one of the best strikers in the Premier League. He's known for his teeth, <laughs> and he and he's Brazilian. Right. Okay. And he actually starts on the Brazilian national yes. team now. Yes. Which is something that uh, is a relatively new thing, because that's not easy to get a slot on the Brazilian no, national team. No, definitely not. Definitely not. All right, we have to take a quick break. But free kicks, we'll be right back. Coming up on Nude Hippo, the podcast, I talk to a couple of funny guys. Funny? What do you mean funny? Funny like a clown? Do I amuse you? Do we make you laugh? <laughs> Rich Coes as Fenguli, Jim Roach as... Uh, nobody important. <laughs> Nude Hippo, the podcast. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <clears throat> A lot of anchors do that. <clears throat> yeah, it's a thing. Are you ready? Ah, oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. That's that was good it. again. What? That was good. No, we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, get, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent. And we're back. All right, it's time to find out what's going on in your world. And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news. news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. Yeah, so in the office, we've got uh, really our last set of courses this weekend. So uh, we're, we're pounding through the uh, the grassroots courses at our office. So uh, we're definitely on the lookout for players. I know this is a busy weekend because all the leagues start up this weekend. So a lot of teams will be playing. But uh, if there's any kids out there that are listening and want to play uh, for a couple of hours on Saturday and Sunday, we definitely need a players. Just tell them to contact me at the office. Um, so we've got our 
uh, basically 77991111 courses going on this weekend. So that'll be it for a little while after that because, like I said before, when the season gets going, kind of slows down for us because there's really no weekends that, that uh, we can really do anything uh, with with. But you had a, a big meeting yeah, this and week then, too. Yeah, and then yesterday we had a, a great meeting. Probably about 35, 40 DOCs, administrators came in. Uh, we had Dan Russell, who's the uh, Director of Referee Operations with the United States Soccer, came in and, and spoke a little bit about the new pathway for, for referees. Uh, there are some changes, which is very similar to the coaching education pathway. So there's going to be some changes in terms of how the, the courses are run. Uh, in fact, the whole word courses is a, is a new word. Referees had done clinics. So there's a kind of a change now in terms of referee courses. And um, there's going to be uh, an online portion to the uh, recertification for referees as well as the new referees. So... Um, some slight changes. I think it's going to be a lot better. Oh, yeah. well, that's great! So the referees don't have to come in every year and do the the whole. They're going to do. There's going to be a recertification. I don't think the the amount of time is going to be quite as long, but there's going to be some more requirements online. Um, so they're going to probably spend a little less time in a classroom, but there's also going to be an on the field component as well, which I think is going to be massively valuable to them. Um, so we talked a lot about kind of piggyback together with the referees. So when we do our coaching courses, we may have a referee course kind of coincide as well. So we can use the same players. We've got the facilities at our office um, and the referees are right there too. So it makes a lot of sense for us to work together. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's okay. a, I think a, an interesting way of doing things. It's very similar to what we're doing within U.S. soccer and coaching education. So the movement forward is going to be really good. So And uh, and then he talked a little bit about the laws of the game in terms of the changes. Um, those, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about that the last few weeks with the, with the handball and the goal kicks and, and mm -hmm. different things. You're not going to see much of VAR in youth games this year, but uh, <laughs> at least there was some a little bit of discussion on that as well. But yeah, I think it was very good, very very educational for the uh, the DOCs and administrators because the biggest thing is we want to keep we want to keep these uh, young kids in the game. You know, often 13, 14 year olds. This is their first opportunity to make sure that they uh, referee, and we want to keep them going. We don't want them to be turned away because of some abuse on the sidelines and all that stuff. So, yeah. And you know, there's the, the thing about youth soccer is there's always the danger for burnout yeah. and, and you know, they've got so many other possibilities, things they can do. And even some of the better players, I have a, one of my cousins is his, his son is a great player and came up to him this week and said, I'm done with soccer. Wow. That's it. I don't want to wow. play anymore. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, uh, crushed my cousin sure. but you know what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> you can't no, force them you're absolutely right i mean they, they it's it's their pathway they're gonna they'll find their way and maybe they'll come back to it you know that's the biggest thing you know we talk yeah. about that a lot you know i'm a big firm believer of you've got to find the right avenue for where those kids need to be to be able to play it might be a situation they may have to drop down a level so they kind of get the the love of the game back again 
Uh, it doesn't always have to yeah. be Mr. Competitive. doesn't have to be playing in this tournament. Right. And sometimes it's, hey, I'm happy just playing a couple of times a week. Great. That's good. But if they're going out and playing on their own, that's what it's all about. That's the grassroots soccer player. Those are the players that we want to keep in the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a message to your parents yeah. out there because uh, don't don't burn yeah. out these kids. They 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 want to you want to keep them in the game because soccer is yeah, a great game. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, so so obviously that was a great meeting. We had that, and then like I said, um, we'll be actually starting our second week of the C license in a few weeks. Uh, that'll be up in Rockford, and then it kind of slows down a little bit for coaching courses, and then we'll start up again in the in the winter. And if you are a uh, uh, an Oktoberfest fan and you like soccer, I'm going to give you a combination of two things you can do. Uh, the next uh, for the on the the 14th and the 15th of September, my uh, club, Green White Soccer Club, is having a Socktoberfest. Soccer games on the field, and we've got the full beer truck, and we make our own sausages, and come on out and enjoy it. It's at Metro Majewski Park in Des Plaines. Uh, Adam's going to yes, come out, definitely. right? definitely. Get some Hungarians, okay. for sure. Yes. And, and I will be there, too. So uh, we'll see you there. Right now it is time for Adam's TV Tip. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. All right. It's no, there's no Premier League games. However, there yeah, are games. There's games. I don't know what we're going to do, but there's no Premier League games. So it's a tough one. People always complain about this international break coming so early. Yeah. But there's actually still quite a few good um, qualifiers going on. So you're in Europe, they've got the 2020 qualifiers basically taking place. Um, so there'll be a lot of teams playing. Uh, some teams will be playing Saturday and then midweek next week before the, the Premier League starts the following week up again. Um, but then here in the United States, we've got a couple of really good games probably worth watching. Um, so on Friday, tomorrow night, uh, we've got USA versus Mexico. It should be a pretty good friendly that's played at, uh, being played at MetLife Stadium. So they're going to probably have to do a quick turnaround. I don't know if the Giants or the Jets are playing this weekend, but they may have to do a quick turnaround for, in preparation for their game on Sunday. But um, So USA-Mexico, always a good game. Didn't realize this. Yeah, always a uh, a largely yes, Mexican crowd. Yes, yeah, I mean it's going to be a even though it's a home game, it sometimes feels like an away game. But I didn't realize this. Right, Mexico's won the last ten games against US. I didn't realize. Yeah, oh, well, we're so in this a big might slump. be yeah. So big this is something we need to uh, remedy pretty quick. So we need to make sure we get a win in that one. And then on Tuesday, um, USA plays again, the second of a couple of friendlies against Uruguay but in an interesting stadium, Bush Stadium. So home of the Cardinals. Yes, oh. uh, my wife's home team. And uh, in first place, I think. Is that right, Rick? I think they're in first place. Oh. Yeah, okay, that's right. I didn't know here, if you knew right? that or not. But no. Um, <laughs> no, <I> don't <laughs> You don't follow base. We just, just show up to meet Arlo White. But anyway, but so right. USA-Uruguay. So in the, uh, in the outfield, you can watch the game. So Bush Stadium. So uh, that should be interesting. I know they've played a few games there in the past. USA's played, I think, a, a World Cup qualifier there, I think, uh, at one time. And then I know they had some international games there too. So And, and what, uh, what channel is I, that? I believe be it's on know? Fox. So both those games are on Fox, Fox Sports 1. Um, 
So, but okay. double double check your TV listings to make sure everything's there and you get that. But yeah, that should be a, that should be a pretty good game. And obviously, soccer in St. Louis, yeah. they're all pumped up because just last week they got the news that they're going to get an MLS team. I don't know if you heard that. So yeah, there we. I did hear that, and you know what? Congratulations, St. Louis. And there's a market that absolutely positively should have a soccer team because that is a very strong soccer community going back yes, 50 years. No question. Uh, my wife's from St. Louis. She played soccer in St. Louis, so I'm pretty familiar with that area. Uh, we actually had our wedding reception at the St. Louis Soccer Park. That tells you how much I love soccer oh, right wow. there. We had our, <laughs> well, had our wedding pictures on the pitch. There you go. Yeah, it was pretty wow. cool, actually. Um, so yeah, so that's where the the old that's really really when US played a lot of their home games there at the soccer park. It used to be the Anheuser Busch Soccer Park is what it is now. It's called Worldwide Technology, um, and they do play. Um, the, that's where the St. Louis FC, the USL team, plays actually. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. so two good games to watch USA, and then there's a lot of Euro qualifiers you'll be able to catch. England, Germany, France, all those games will be floating around on, on networks as well. But definitely support USA. Hopefully get the big wing against Mexico tomorrow. All right. Well, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We are distributed by Ed Silla, the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And because there are no Premier League games this weekend, we will be back in two weeks with another episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming to the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. That's us. I'm Kimmy. I'm Sam. And I am Tommy right here. We're going to talk about Florida men. We're going to talk about paranormal stories. We're going to talk about uh, city stuff. Sex talk. Sex talk. And sex talk. And yeah, sex talk will come up. But only if it's brought up. We got to keep that on the DL. So come meet your new friends with and friends on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, radiomisfits.com, and Opi Production. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Dog porn. A Minutia Men Minutia quiz. Just one bad century, we talk about Leo DeRocher. I talk about my brush with Valerie Harper. And our celebrity guest, Eric Soderholm, former Chicago White Sox. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. <laughs> Tony Lasano podcast and opi production on the radio misfits podcast network radio misfits.com